Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The scenario is The Burning Stars. It was written by David Conyers, and it can be found in Terrors from Beyond. I am your Game Master, and this is Episode 4. Our recap will be given by Morgan Llewellyn as his character, Donna Sterling. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Morgan? Thanks, Tom. Awake without a self. I seem to have lost myself in a roiling nightmare. Staring out into the black waters, I have stripped my soul to swim. Now, alone, I drown. Jack is gone. Amy half forgotten. And father, well, he never cared anyway. To him, I am merely a body. An asset in the, tr in the transactional relationships at the fine capital. He took Jack from me. He took him and sent Jack here. And now we have all died, in some sense of that word. Perhaps that is why we are considered marked by the Baron. We are living a kind of post-ego death experience, yet instead of feeling a oneness with everything, we are permanently severed from reality. Our bodies persist, but we ourselves are gone. Ghosts wandering the desolate wreckage of our lives, forgotten, waiting for the end. Loss is perhaps the one defining characteristic of existence. I've lost everything that is important to me. The endless waves call me to leave the shore. How far could I get out into the sea before I finally succumbed to the oblivion? Without love, what point is there to trudging through this meaningless hell? My father never understands. Only something i'm something to him to be exchanged for other business interests something he has something of a medieval mind but i'll never marry that damnable bold boy back in rhode island his father and jack have intended the family business can rot for all i care why sacrifice myself to the silent suffocation of such a marriage to fill my father's already grotesquely bloated pockets and at the same time why live at all amy my dear amy was one of the last people who loved me now I fear that she, too, is departing, having been devoured by whatever occurred to us out in the jungle. My head burns, unable to get through this block. If only I could glimpse further into that gap, that missing three, one, two, four, one, two, four, in the library, we came across annotations of one of the books that I swear now might be in Amy's hand, though I struggle to recall what her writing even looks like. If this is the case... Our past selves that are now dead looked at this book before we did. These annotations referred to a BN, whom I believe to be Dr. Northeast, a man we have heard about, but had never, and I guess will never meet. After reading a few books on voodoo and the upcoming festival of Fet Gede and its connections with the figures of Baron Samadhi and Mon Brigette, the PIs revealed that they know of one of Father's likely business contacts here in Haiti, a gunrunner named Senegal. If anyone knew where Jack went, it would certainly be him, as the embassy was never informed that Jack was ever on the island. Leaving the library to visit Dr. Northbeast, we soon discovered that we were not the first group to pay him a visit in the last few days. I am certain, however, that we will be the last to do so. We found him dead beneath a mattress. The small house ransacked and the outside littered with footsteps, and a sort of voodoo curse involving a dead chicken heading, hanging from the doorway in the face of the bear and those three eyes seared into the door itself. 
these men around me seem preoccupied with being protectors, some kind of masculine, I don't know, impulse, which is laughable considering their cowardice. They refused to enter the house to begin with and then began discharging their weapons at banana spiders. Meanwhile, I found Dr. Northeast Journal in a book titled The Masked Messenger, a collection of African folklore. When naval intelligence officers finally responded to the gunshots, one of the PIs had fled the scene. Well, the rest had joined me in waiting on the porch with Amy for the authorities to arrive. They were skeptical at first, but after seeing the body and, as I rightly suspected, hearing about our connection with Medwin, they let us go in a kind of dazed repulsion. Walking back to the hotel, we found that there was blood in our pockets. So much blood. It just kept bubbling and spewing, staining our hands and clothes. In the window, our reflections were empty silhouettes. We found ourselves suddenly back at the hotel, corporeal and blood-free. Another fugue state. I looked at Dr. Northeast's journal, and my worst fears seemed, con seemed confirmed. Jack has been kidnapped by the followers of the floating horror and taken somewhere into the jungle to these mysterious star pools, where, is he, where he is to be unspeakably tortured and killed as part of some rite. Dr. Northeast's journal indicates that he was quite disturbed by what he saw, though we must have seen something far worse out there. In the text alluded to by Northeast, the story of the Ashanti warrior and the sharp-edged stone found in the mass messenger, there is an elsewhere, a lake plunged in eternal night presided over by black stars that burn eternally in the stasis of unreality. Whatever is there wants to come here, and it will use my poor brother as its vessel. Thank you, Morgan. Dirk, do you need a minute? <laughs> oh, where'd Dirk go? I swear he was right here. I think I see his shadow. We waited for you, uh, Max. <laughs> Just I thought you sounded like you were having sound trouble. Okay. All right. <clears throat> So, what's next? You guys are all still in the room. You've just read uh, uh, Northeast's journal. So, what leads do we have? All right, boss. We've we've got a few. Uh, I mean, the most uh, relevant one I see, you Oops. know, looking at Doctor Northeast's journal, is he was confused about, you know, where to. How to proceed from here, he mentioned a laundry on Rue Capoy and Ducost, and speaking to a Mama Josephine, which he believed could help. Already visited her, didn't we? No, no. we visit Marie uh, Jerome. Oh. And she was in Bel Air, um, and she was a fortune teller. This sounds like someone that did a contact at a laundry where he's, uh, Marie Jerome was a contact that had a tarot reading behind a bakery. Oh, this is that's a completely new lead to us. Okay, so I have a, a lead myself that I told Guy about. Why don't we split up? Threes. Sure, um, Mister Sterling, do you want me to accompany you? Of course. And the obviously, other detective can go with Donna and Amy. Obviously, boss, I'm going to go with you. I feel like, you know, that might, it's obvious, but I may as well point that out. What about this Senegal guy? 
Should we try to find him? Well, we're looking into it. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, and it's probably safer for you to look into Mama Josephine. It's more than likely on our end that given our line of inquiry that we'll find the Senegal character, and I think us being the more of rough and tumble type will uh, have better luck with that. You need the uh, thing? Why not? <clears throat> Why not? Good thing. All right, uh, you can take my suitcase or something. All right, and uh, remember, be on the lookout for those soldiers. How are you with a with a with a shotgun guy? I, I'm fairly proficient. Um, <clears throat> I prefer a handgun, but I know my way around the long gun too. It's the same here. If I were to say my proficiency with uh, with long guns, I'd put it as the same equilibrium as the flip of a coin. It's a weird way to put it. Got it. So, You're not making any sense. Um, what? Just take the gun if you want it. So those folks. I'll take the. I'll take the shoddy. Those folks looking into Mama Josephine. Um, do we have any more detailed leads on what information she might have, or is this sort of just? Go in and have a talk and seeing what unfolds. Apparently, she is an expert in voodoo, and Donna here has already accumulated a lot of notes on voodoo. So, I mean, according to Doctor Northeast Journal, you know, I mean, we don't have a lot of information on her. All it was was that last journal entry, but by that implication, it seemed like Doctor Northeast considered her to be someone of great knowledge. That, with him baffled about what to do about these star pools and this cult he, he thought of her that someone would be worth consulting so well would, she's probably uh, she's probably a, a loa right or oh, what was that I, she no, those I mean, are spirits uh no no what was the Mr. word Kessler. for the voodoo the voodoo priest baron no 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 the mambo yeah she's probably a mambo because he was an anthropologist right Doctor Northeast was uh, was an anthropologist, indeed. Amy, that writing of yours in the book—you don't remember anything of that research? I'm afraid I don't actually. Um, I don't even remember writing it. Um, I have a feeling that um, we we. I and maybe you all have perhaps met this Senegal character um previously um and so i'm a little bit worried about the note that i wrote I, I think i wrote something to the effect of senegal knows something about this cult i think it's what i wrote um, yeah uh, i mean there's definitely a risk of a senegal being compromised but at the same time you know i mean this is a risk we have to be willing to take i mean we don't want to just go marching into the hills to go blindly looking for these star pools do we uh, i feel like it's smarter to try and find as much information out as we can before we take that uh line of inquiry yeah i mean it sounds like we had amy tracking down that particular <clears throat> um wrinkle uh and if she wrote down that 
this Senegal might know something about it. It's it could be like you're saying a dangerous task, but we got to. I don't believe we have the time to to for what to wait to wait. No, we don't. Right, we should head out immediately, and uh, this is why splitting up is important. So, are we going to go now? It's nighttime. Boss, I, I think it's a wise idea to uh, seek out um, our destination uh, at night because of the um, nature of it. Ah, uh, when, to when avoid it comes, detection? Indeed. When it comes to Mama Josephine, I have no idea. She'll but uh, I feel like nighttime works to our advantage, at least in our line of inquiry, especially because time is such of the relevance. Even with that in mind, I, I I don't see the harm in the others going to the laundromat to at least, like, what's the worst that happens? Nobody's there and you scout out the area? That's still better than just, like, sitting mm. and waiting. Sure. I think she'll be there, and I'll, I'll tell you why, because she's, if she is a, a priest, um, she'll probably be preparing for that uh, uh, fet uh, fet day um, yeah, ceremony. That- that's starting tomorrow. I mean, yeah, right. So the nighttime before, I mean, come on, it's got to happen. Uh, like some it, I believe of... it starts a day after tomorrow. It starts tomorrow and it ends on November 2nd, boss. It starts on November 1st. And what day is it today? 31st. Here's, here's, is this Halloween? I think this is the 30th. It's the 30th. Oh, is it the 30th? Yeah. Okay, yeah. never mind. Yeah, that was my understanding. But I still think she'll probably be there, like chopping up some organs or something like that organs oh christ animal organs just remember i hope so it's called horospex just remember try to keep your thoughts no it isn't clear and not don't dwell too long on these faint memories try not to fire your gun hey looking at you Dirk. If you saw what I saw, you would have shot. That's all I'm saying. All right. And break. Okay. So it seems to me that Dirk and Donna and Amy are going towards Mama Josephine. And James, Sean, and Guy are heading towards the docks. Yes, the the address of uh, Laberty Imports. Though I will expressly say, at least in my case, as we're going, I am adamantly looking behind our backs to make sure we're not being followed. Okay. All right. So it's about nine p.m. Um, we'll we'll do uh, we'll do James and Sean and uh, and uh, Guy. All right, so you walk through town. Um, it's still warm. It's humid. Um, the sun's gone down, but there's still just a little glow on the horizon because it's it's still you know hot in summer um, or late autumn. Um, as you cross town, uh, you once again get the strangest feeling that. People have their eyes on you. Now, that might just be because you're white folk, you know. Um, 
but you make your way down towards the docks and the docks are fairly extensive. There is a lot of trade in, uh, in Haiti. Uh, there's sugarcane and rum and, uh, rice and, and all sorts of things like that. You go along the docks until you find uh, Labadee Imports. Um, there are lights on, uh, and you can see that there are a few people around. Um, there are workers who are arranging stuff and loading stuff and so forth. Um, you you walk along the, the pier and, and into the dock, into the import place itself now imagine that this place is basically a roof with open walls all the way around and there's docks leading down to where they can actually load stuff on and off of the ships there's cargo there's all sorts of stuff all over this boxes and barrels and bag burlap bags of stuff and, and everything else and sort of close to where you would be entering uh, there is a man behind a desk. He's kind of short and fat. Um, uh, obviously, uh, Haitian. Uh, he's got a big old cigar in his mouth, and he is at an upright. He's at a, a almost like a podium where he's standing, and he's standing there, and he's got a big old ledger book that's open, and he's writing in it, and you know, smoking his cigar. And uh, he doesn't even look up as you're as you're walking towards. Him. Before we get too close, um, you know, I want to, you know, tug on the boss and the guy's uh, shoulders. Be like, hold on, you know, before we get close to these guys, we got to keep in mind, you know, the line of business going involved here. We need to make sure we got our story straight, what our objective is before we enter conversation. We don't want to risk getting caught into a lie. So we're here to talk to Senegal about some shipments of farm equipment. We're Business. not, we don't know for sure that Senegal is here. It's What's implied. the nameplate say on the desk if there is one? Um, okay. Yeah, there is one. It says, um, it says Francis uh, Metra, Metra, um, it's French, M-E-T-R-A-U-X, Metro. Francis Metro. Okay, not Senegal. No. <clears throat> what we know about Senegal, he is a gun runner, and as such, he's not going to probably be a public face. If we just go waltzing up to him and ask to see Sebastian Senegal, you know, that could divert, that, that could put some suspicion on us and some danger. Um, we should immediately lead off that we're inquiring about... Um, how a shipment went the shipment that was for 60 crates of farming machinery and the like that should have i can show them the manifest yeah we we should go that the line of inquiry and i think we should ask our goal here is to see if we get both a jack connection and a senegal connection i want to ask senegal about the cult if I get the chance. Yes, we 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 definitely should. First, I think we should lead of if you know there there was um, we need to obviously flash our a uh, quote unquote credentials with that manifest. Ask to see you know the description of Jack is that if he came with that because my current suspicion is that we sent Jack with that manifest, 
And then we go from there, establish our report as, um, you know, our business boss. And then from there, lead into Senegal, make it seem more natural and not just, you know, bust right into that because then they might think that like we're, we're cops or something. If that you know doesn't I mean? work, I'm sure they love money. Well, that is true. We could show them the, the paperwork and ask to speak to the foreman or the manager involved in receiving that shipment. Um, or at least Indeed. to the, to the, the loading bay where it would have been unloaded to. Uh, boss, you've got much more of a, a way with people than I am, more of the, the rough and tumble type. So is it fair to say that I can leave most of the talking to you? Of course. Aye, aye. <clears throat> so I'll approach the man sitting at the desk. Okay, he's standing, yeah. Oh, he's standing now? Yeah. Oh, I mean, he's standing because it's a standing desk. Of course. He doesn't have time to sit down. <laughs> He says, uh, yeah, what can I do for you? Uh, I'm James Sterling. I'm here on business. Just inquiring Sterling. on a... Yes. Oh, well. Do you have proof? I show him my ID. And then I also show him the manifest. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, okay. Um. Yeah, we... we Got that shipment. Your, yeah, we received your shipment. I would be quite frank. It's been sitting here too long. Uh, maybe it's lucky you showed up because I was thinking about dumping it. I mean, okay. Do you know who was gonna pick it up? I have no idea. I haven't. Uh, nobody said anything about it. That it arrived. Uh, I was actually expecting. Um, I was expecting you, and uh, never got uh, delivered. Uh, I mean, I don't even know who it's delivered to. It's uh got 60 crates they're taking up room on my dock um i haven't been you know the storage fee is about 300 bucks and uh if you hadn't showed up just now i i seriously would have uh i would have dumped it in the ocean all right well good thing uh how how it's pretty fortuitous now does the name senegal ring a bell Um, why do you ask? Just wondering. Look, it's none of my business. Uh, crates are, I can show them to you. Uh, if you want to check them out, make sure your farming equipment is okay. Is it your business now? And I start counting out $50. Um, am I to understand that, uh, you are paying for the, uh, oh, no, I'm paying about information on Senegal. I will also pay for the room that those crates are taking up as well look, on top look, of look, that. Look, 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 that's great. Wouldn't Just it be nice keep, to come keep, back with keep, this extra money? Keep, 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 keep a lid on that for now. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, you're saying things that shouldn't be saying out loud. Um, let me take you to your, your stuff so you can check and make sure everything is here. What you do with it after that is 
none of my business. Well, quite frankly, I'd love to keep it here for a little longer, and obviously I'd pay you. Well, that certainly is possible. Uh, but like I say, it takes up. I've got shipments coming in, so if you can have to pay for it. Uh, I will. Um, also, your other shipment, that was already picked up um, uh, by the military. <clears throat> uh, but Do you that, have a log that I can look at just to confirm well, that? I can show it to you right here. Sure. I said uh, a shipment arrived of uh, military uh, guns and so forth. He shows you them. The, the other manifest. All right. Um, that any, was. Does that my name was, appear in the, the log? Any, any more? Actually, actually, Jack. 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 Appears in the log. This, okay. uh, this was delivered to uh, the Naval Station. And uh, your second uh, shipment arrived uh, a couple days after that. The one sitting in the. Correct. Storage right now. Okay. Oh, let me show that to you right now. He uh, walks you through kind of a, a bit of a maze of uh, shipping stuff. Um, and there are, in fact, 60 crates. Um, they are uh, mostly stacked up, but there's a few in the front that are, are down. Uh, he, uh, he says, there you go. Great. Are they nailed shut? No. Okay, so I can physically can look what maybe they are nailed shut, but yes, you can. He'll he'll help pry right. it open for you. Well, I don't want him to see what's inside, unless he's the type to keep. Could we shut. could we do psychology rolls to determine if uh, quote unquote he's the type? Sure. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Ninety. I might want to spend luck on this. You got a guy with you, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah guys with us too. I could spend six points of luck if guy doesn't pass. And I'm willing to do that. I'd have to spend four. Your call. Your six or my four. Yeah, I can spend the four. Okay. All right. You, you, you get that this guy's a businessman. This is his business. He runs the import thing. He knows that illegal things come and go through his thing, and he doesn't ask questions. Um, you're pretty sure, him being in charge, he knows exactly what's in those crates. Okay. Yeah, then in that case, we'll crack one of these bad boys open and see what's inside. Okay. Um, who's going to crack it open or he's going to help, it. I guess. I'm the, uh, yeah. kind of like the oh. muscle here. He cracks yeah. it open. Crowbar. And inside there is, you know, like, I don't know what they, if there was the straw, the Excelsior, um, you move that out of the way and you will realize that there are 10, um, uh, 30 caliber Springfield rifles with about 50 rounds each, uh, in each crate but as you move the excelsior sort of out of the way to look uh you see this line on the top of the guns no oh no and it's upside down 
What the hell is that? No, it's another tarot card. No. <laughs> Get a hold of yourself, Sean. Looks like this farming equipment checks out. Uh, I'll pocket the card. You know what this means. I have I have a little French. Oh, it says ten of ten of wands. Yeah. So you can see everything is uh in line. Uh look, um join me over over there where there's less people. Sure. Um if it's your intention to sell this stuff to Senegal. Um I can't get directly in contact with them, but I know who can, and I can set up some sort of meeting if you want. Yes, I would love that. Senegal has something that I want. All right. Um, where are you staying? I tell him the name of the hotel. The Olafson. The Olafson. Oh, that's a nice hotel. But then a man such as you probably has never stayed in a rat trap like I've stayed in. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know how long it'll take. A couple days. Okay. And uh, you should be able to get a letter to the front staff with some details. Should the yeah, meeting be yeah, arranged? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I say, he's not an easy person to get a hold of. Okay. So, you, Jack, you know, you know what kind of a man he is, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You know what kind of a man I am. I do. Now, when's the last time you've seen my son, Jack? Uh, and he looks. He goes back and he looks at the manifest to pick the day. Um, the day was. We'll say about, we'll say the 8th of October. Hmm. All right. Tom, I, I have a, a question about the guns we saw in the crates. Were they like disassembled or were they like fully put together? They're pretty much ready to go. Okay. You just need to have ammo put in them. And the ammo's um, there. Yeah, when it comes to that, you know, I'm going to turn to the boss and, you know, I'm going to lean up, put my, my cup to his ear and ask boss, do I got permission to take one of those rifles for myself, considering what we're going up against here? I, I feel like it's smart to get some more heavy arms. So how are you going to, would that be questioned on the street? Because it's a military-grade weapon. If he's walking weapon. around with them, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a military-grade weapon. With a, so. with a, a Springfield, well, it's... The, the a, question it's a, it's there, there, though, is that like I've, I've been given a shotgun, right? And so I've got already got that slung up on my back. Is yes, uh, that's true? And you had mentioned before that you know it's Haiti and that we're uh, we're white folk, and there hasn't been really much of a harassment about open carrying. Sure, Sean. Sure. Um, 
mean, obviously, so, there's a potential risk of the military being like, did he have that before? But at the same time, they didn't seem to be following us. So I don't think they'd get that. Yeah, that, that's not from. a good idea because they're going to say, where'd you get this from? So uh, whatever you say, boss. All right. And I'll, I'll start paying for the storage space. Okay. Um, uh, he, he takes your money. He, he definitely looks a little unnerved. Um, but then he also looks like maybe he's used to shady deals. So he's nervous. He's nervous looking. Do you have anything you want to ask guy? I, you know, he, I mean, he's removed pretty far from this Senegal guy. I don't know what this, you know, this, uh, Clerk is going to know. Um, we got, when he last saw your boy, he's going to get us in touch with Senegal. I, I think that's about all he really knows that we need. Okay. I'm not going to question how this card got in here. Yeah, we, I mean, they seem to just show up out of nowhere, I guess. It, what is that thing? It's like a worm head. I don't know. It's fantasy. Well, so, is there any other anything I can do for you other than that? Other than keeping the supplies here until we meet up with Senegal. Well, that's taken care of. There's. Um. I. I was not aware until now of your situation. So, um, well, he's nothing. Anyways, um, good evening. Yep. Glad we have come to an understanding. I'll step out. All right. Let's jump back to the other three. Um, so you guys... You guys, uh, by the time you get over there, um, uh, you know, the glow's gone out of the sky. It's it's pretty dark. There are still people around. You can still hear music coming from places and and things like that. This seems to be a regular sort of street, you know, uh, and there's, there's a laundromat. You can see billows of steam coming out of, you know, chimneys on the, on the roof as you come up. And uh, if anything, the humidity increases as you move towards uh, the door. You, uh, what do you want to do? This is Donna, Amy, and Dirk. Um, are we able to? Are there any like windows into the the laundry? Yeah, there are. There are some white curtains hanging, but you can see a, a lot of light coming from inside. Okay. Yeah, they're they're kind of oh. gauzy, so you can sort of see through. Um, there are, it looks like women inside uh, folding laundry, using those steam press machines. Uh, there might be a mangler in the back okay. to press sheets and stuff. They all seem to be dressed fairly similar with their hair, you know, done up in a uh, a scarf. And they all look like oh, they're she's sweating. Be in the back. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if Mama Josephine is in here or if she has another space somewhere nearby. Well, judging by the bakery, it's probably, uh, she's probably has another room. Yeah. Should we go in the front anyway, though? Just because for appearances. Have we, already, have we not already spoken with Josephine? No, that's what I thought, too. We spoke with uh, Madame uh, Jerome um, at the bakery. That was a different place. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe this this um, this is a person that knows more about voodoo, perhaps. Yeah, we actually probably haven't met this person at all yet because hmm. we didn't have anything about her in, in the notes. So, yeah, if you want, we could go in the front um, or if you really want to be bad, maybe two of us could go in and one of us could go snoop around. What would what would be what would we be snooping for, Mister Kessler? Eh, stuff, and also maybe some things, stuff, items, items, knickknacks, doodads, thingamajigs, thingamabobs, etc. Yeah. I I mean I'm fine I'm fine to like walk in the front door and just ask. I'm I'm fine to do that. All right. Yeah, I think that's the, that makes the most sense to me, Amy. You're the reporter. You probably are a little more smooth than I am. So, don't know. I'll try. So I'm usually I'm... the bad cop. <laughs> yeah, we wanna 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 stay in people's good graces this time. I think so. Um, yeah, I'm going to just approach the front door and kind of peek my head in. Okay. The door is open. Um, it's hot and steamy coming out of there. Um, you peek your head around the corner and you see, um, I mean, probably most of the women as they're working turn and look towards you. Whoever might be closest to the door stops folding and she comes over and uh, kind of wipes her hands and she's like uh she says to you in french is there something i can do for you um yes uh do you know mama josephine mama josephine and she she just turns and she points to a door in the back of the laundry okay um i'll i'll thank her and um I'll turn around to Dirk and Donna and motion them my direction. Okay. Um, she'll actually go forward. I mean, go first uh, to the door, knock, open it up, say something, and then uh, move out of the way as you, uh, you're moving towards her. Okay. Okay. Inside, uh, there's a, a very short corridor. And then it opens up into a larger room, uh, very colorful, lots of different things on the walls, uh, uh, things that you've seen, just fairly, you know, cultural things hanging on the wall. Once again, she has a whole this this she has a whole bunch of parrots 
uh, and they are hanging from the ceiling. Um, they begin to squawk loudly as you come. Do a spot hidden for me. Didn't even didn't even get my dice out. That's terrible. Fifty nine is just barely a success. Okay, I failed that. How about Dirk? Succeeded. Okay, uh, Dirk and Donna, you notice uh, because Amy's kind of leading the way. Uh, Amy has just stepped onto. There is in the wooden floor of the building, there is carved or painted, carved and painted, a very strange sort of symbol. It, it's like swirls, a swirl pattern, and things like that all together. Um, it looks like it's something that you would have to step on, you know, in order to uh, go in farther. Probably like that uh, that Jewish thing, to, so they don't take your firstborn, um, that they hang on the doorway. What's that thing called? Idea. What are you talking mm. about the uh, the painting the blood for the Passover? Oh no, they have like a there's like a little metal uh, thing that you nail into the doorway. Anyway, um, I know the another uh, bowls they're like. In this case, like yeah, I mean, it does. It, it does seem like some sort of symbol, magic symbol that's supposed to be there. Um, she has a voodoo, voodoo queen, a bombo. Azusa, yeah, that's what it's called. Right. So, just as Amy, just as you get to the front, um, in this room across from you is a rather large, um, rotund black woman. Um, she's dressed in sort of colorful clothes. Uh, she has her hair done up in a in a turban. She has a lot of jewelry on, a lot of necklaces, a lot of rings. Uh, on the far wall, there is what you can only guess is a kind of a voodoo altar. There are little statues. There are little icons, Catholic icons. There are beads and there are jars and there are all kinds of things that are around it. There are candles burning all over it. And uh, as you step into the room, she says, I knew you were coming. Do you have it? Do I have um, what? What we agreed upon. I'm going to take out. Oh, geez. Do, do we have any tarot, tarot cards on us? I don't think so. I think Sean's been carrying them around. Yeah. Um, what, what about, you, no, what about. Donna might well, have, have the one she found in the book. Because I, you know, my I might have the uh, the first one we found in the most recent one, but the one that was found in Africa Dark Sex, it was either Donna or Amy that found that initially, right? The uh, the one that looked like that like flayed man standing around. The hanged man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was not I me. Say, I want to say it was Donna. Or yeah, Amy I'm the one who found that, that one. Yeah. What? I, I'm going to say to her, it's troublesome running into people who you don't remember. 
Oh, you don't remember me. I'm afraid not. She she looks at you, and she uh, she turns around quickly, and she takes a a, a jar of something, uh, some sort of powder, and she goes and blows it into the air all around you, and she says, "I see." Um, you have been here before, but you don't recall. I told you that I could help you, but I needed something in return. We had to make an exchange. I asked you for a dead moth. Ah. Uh, do you recall now? I, I don't. No. Dirk, you seem... Do I have the bug on me? I thought you put it in your pocket. So I do have the bug. You're the one that found it, right? Yes, yeah. Okay, so... I'm going to take out the bug and be like, is this what you wanted? Ah, perfect. And she opens it up and takes a look at it. She says, this, this will do perfectly. The Loa, they, they instruct me that there always has to be an exchange. And so I asked you for this. It's actually for a component of another thing entirely. It has nothing to do with you. So you wanted to ask me some questions. And you wanted help in finding someone. Yes, my brother, Jack Sterling. We believe he was taken by a group of people who follow some kind of entity called the Floating Horror and a place referred to as Star Pools. Oh, my darlings, you're getting into some very dangerous, very dangerous things. I know of this cult. This cult has been here for quite a while. And I think that one of the people you should speak with is Sebastian Senegal. He is uh, one of the Kakos rebels. He's uh, one of their minor leaders. Um, uh, he particularly hates this cult, uh, as do I. But we've both been in positions where we can't do anything because they are a formidable group on the island, and uh, people have a bad habit of disappearing. Have you... I, I, I'm not going to say it out loud. I'll wait to see if if you offer the information freely. Uh, does um, you want to uh, find your brother? What 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 
what do you know so far? What do you remember? Nothing. There's somebody, someone has told us um, that we've been marked by Baron Samadhi, and we keep finding these cards, these strange tarot cards inverted. I'll show her the hangman. Yeah, she looks, she doesn't even look straight at it. She's like, there is an extremely dangerous entity. It's not a Loa, not a, not a thing of this world. Um, I, I knew you were coming. Uh, and she, she reaches for a small box and opens it. She says, I knew you were coming because he visited me less than an hour ago. And he told me to give this to you. The devil? Oh dear, she has like a arm plate. She says... This entity is, he goes by a thousand different names, the Crawling Chaos. He has an Egyptian name, Nayarlathotep. Um, you have got his attention, which is not a good thing. I don't know how you're going to deal with this. I can see you're, you've already suffered. Listen, there is a, a ceremony on our island that comes up a couple of days, Fetgedi. The cult um, that is on our island, uh, they are worshippers of an aspect of this entity. And in two days, they will sacrifice your brother uh, in order to bring forth this entity into the real world. That can't happen. If, if it comes here, it will destroy our island and possibly the rest of the world. The place where this will happen is called the Star Pools. Uh, I can give you somewhat rudimentary directions, but as I say, Senegal will be able to give you much better directions to find it. But you, you, there's only a couple of things I can offer you. I can offer you uh, some you know, juju to give you stamina and and clarity of mind but there are things up there that will destroy you if you don't have some sort of protection and i'm afraid that that protection comes with a terrible cost and uh i do you want to say anything before she continues I have um, a feeling we've already been there and damaged in some way. I don't know if 
the costs that you speak of could be worse than what we've already endured. You seem to already have a great deal of cognitive damage. So, yes, perhaps if you were foolish enough to go up there without any kind of protection, that might account for your current situation. Let me show you. She pulls a box off. Now, what you notice is that it's a rather plain box, but it has a strange symbol on the the, the outside. Um, looks kind of like a, a twig or a leaf. And uh, she opens up the box. And this is what you see. A sharp green stone with with uh, some sort of writing on it or carving on it. I've read about something like this. You've read about it. Sharp-edged stone. Yes, this is a sharp-edged stone. She says, so, my dear, this is what I believe happened. I believe your um, Jack, Jack Sterling, somehow stumbled upon this stone. Um, and in handling it, he must have cut himself. Uh, he fell into a, uh, a coma, the stupor, and was dragged off by the cult. Fortunately, one of my my people, my friends, they saw the stone and they quickly snatched it up and they brought it to me here for safekeeping if that cult got a hold of this stone there would be no stopping them so i'm keeping it here secret if they found out that i had the stone they would destroy me they would kill me instantly but here is my proposition and it's not a good one dear not a good one well, let's the thing to the bitter. The thing that is up there, the thing that will drive you to madness, the thing that will destroy you utterly, the beast of the pools. If you take this stone and you also cut yourself, your blood will be mixed with Nyarlathotep's blood. And not only will you have some protection against the beast, but you might actually be able to control it to your advantage. Unfortunately, anyone who cuts himself with this will become the next host. Now, I can do... I can do everything possible to keep that from happening, to reverse that from happening. In fact, I've got something that can keep you conscious so that you don't fall into a, a, a stupor like, uh, like Jack did. But you will have to do what you can. You'll have to go up there, do what you need to do, and then... You, you, come back 
and I will do, I'll move heaven and earth if I have to, to help you. But I don't see any other way. So then I shall do it. Is this something that all of us would have to do or just one person? She looks at you and uh, she smiles and she says, I think, I think only one person. And that person, uh, there will be um, a radius around which you'll be safe. Quite frankly, I don't know for sure, but it just has to be done. My brother, I can't leave him out there. Uh, if you become the host for this thing, uh, do you die? Is there kind of like a, you die? I think I've already died, Mr. Kessler. We don't really know what death is, but I I want you to understand why you're going up there. You have to kill your brother. Hmm. He's already too far gone by now. He's already halfway there. He will have possibly already grown a third eye. You need to put a bullet through it. Well, in that case, it's no longer Jack. No, it's not Jack anymore. But if it's possible to thwart whatever it is that killed him, I'll do it. She turns around and reaches up onto her uh, shelf, and she pulls down a vial. It's a fairly large vial. Let's say about like that size. And you can see inside of it there are a number of scorpions uh, that have been sort of pushed into it, and then the thing has been filled with liquid. And she says, uh, "If if you're going to do this, drink this first. It's not going to taste good, but it should cause the uh, it should stimulate you to the point where you don't fall into a a sleep. Amy, Dirk, <coughs> yeah. And then she just holds the box out towards you with the thing in it. It looks like a piece of obsidian, except that it's greenish. And you can see that it's got strange letters sort of etched into it. And there's one edge of it that looks razor sharp. I'll move my fingers. Cut your fingers over the top of it? Okay. It feels extremely painful. You can feel the pain shoot up your arm and into your hand and uh well into your hand and up your arm uh and you feel chills like uh like an icy sort of chill and uh and then it's done and she's closes the, the box back up and uh 
tucks it away somewhere. I'm sorry that uh, I couldn't be of more help, but this is the only way you're saving us all from this horrible cult. Maybe Senegal can offer you some assistance uh, because it's it's a, it's a fairly good sized cult. Do you know where we? Yeah. Do you know where we could get in contact with Senegal? I can. Uh, I can send him a message and tell him where to find you. He'll he'll have to set up the the meeting. What uh, you're staying? Uh, where did you say? The Olafson. Yes. All right. Yes, I'll get a message to you. Um, but they'll have to. They'll have. He'll have to set that up. Okay. I'm sorry. All right. What are you guys gonna do? Head back out into the night. I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Um, you step out into the night outside the hotel. You can hear the sound of the steam uh, and into the street. And bang, you're all back in the hotel together. All of us? All of you. Um, and it's about 1130. I don't want to be too disruptive to uh, like... Uh, alter time per se, but Tom, did you see that message I sent you when our scene ended? I did. I couldn't read it. <laughs> it was it went, fair enough. Went too fast. Give me a second. If uh, if it's not possible, that's okay. But um, um, do a luck roll. Luck. Okay. Uh ah, uh, nope. Yeah, maybe that was your intention, and at some point you started to uh, do that, and then suddenly you were back in the hotel. Okay. Okay, fair enough. So you're all suddenly back in the hotel. Oh, oh. And you don't remember how you got here, and a couple of hours has gone by. Never going to get used to that. So yeah, Tom. it's it's eleven pro approaching midnight by now. It's damn it, we've lost so much more time. Well, lost well, two hours we'll at some point. From uh, and I'll Learn. convey the information I learned. We've got a meeting with the Senegal on his Good. terms. We're just waiting for him to get back to us. He knows well, he's... that we're staying here. And we found another one of those tarot cards. I don't Pen like of wands. Well, we found, we were given, in fact, the devil. Did you that... find out anything there from Josephine? An yes, we found out a lot from Josephine. <laughs> the thing that is trying to get here is referred to some 
as Nair Lathotep. We also learned that Jack is in all likelihood already gone. No. That we have to go there still and kill that thing that is trying to use Jack's body before it can hurt anybody else. There's got to be a way. We can save him, right? Is there nothing we can do? Is he is he gone? He cut himself on the sharp edge stone and made a terrible bargain. That tarot reader said we'd have to let let the person we were valuing go. I I I, I didn't want to. I have to see it with my own eyes. I, I I didn't want to concede to it, boss. But I'll, I'll I mean, yeah. Show wait, let's the cut on my fingers. You cut yourself. Why? There's no. something in the pools. The uh, but, but wait, you just said the jet the jack cut himself. Now let let, let her now. talk, Sean. Please. Without doing this, there is nothing we can do. I have a feeling we tried to go up there without this. And this is what has happened to us. What's gonna happen to you? Donna. Doesn't matter, really. I, I do I. Are you gonna be okay? I, I don't want to lose both my kids. Well, she did take something to sort of a. Um, I have a question that we've never thought about or addressed. Um. Where was Jack staying? It's a good question. Now that you mention it, I... You know, knowing our line of work, I have a strong suspicion that it was a seedy place that is very hard to find and off the grid. I mean, you know, it's worth checking with the hotels, but... Yeah, I remember... Because if I remember correctly, we stopped by the embassy, and I don't think they had a record of him on the island. Nope. Yeah. Uh, officially, they had no record of him going here, so he did not go through official channels. Yeah, and that's that's kind of weird because it kind of makes me think again. Like, if the embassy doesn't know he's here, and we don't know where he was staying, like he, who, he might have stayed missing. Here. Maybe he, he could had, have. He has the means and the... But... I, I can't I mean, clearly right now. I just found out that something horrible is going to happen to you, Donna. How is this drink going to protect you from what happened to your brother? Prevented me from going to that lake. So... All right, so when we were found in the hills, is, do you recommend... She promised she would do everything that she could after this is finished. Uh, what about the... the man that people saw us with? Did you ask about him? No, I, I forgot about... Yeah, yeah we should have asked her. We should have asked her when... Uh... 
the guy looked like too because she said she was visited by him T- tomorrow tomorrow i i need rest i need to digest well, this. we're 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 approaching midnight at this point this is it's dangerous for us to go at night at this time i would say well and we're waiting for senegal yes when, when is fet getty does it start in the morning or in the evening it's it starts on november 1st yes but when does the celebration actually begin like it's... right in the morning Starts after church on, on okay. November first. It's All Saints Day. Got it. Get to ask, but did you get your hands on any farming equipment? I tried. I mean, we're gonna have to cut the grass to find the snakes. If you know what I you mean. You know, if we get to that point where we need more farming equipment, we know the means, and we've got. Um, we know where it is. The there is a potential there where I think. I definitely think that when we, I, I don't think it's an if, it's a when. When we go to these star pools in the east, again, that we should make a visit and uh, acquire some more heavy weaponry because, you know, I got a good look of what was going on there. And, you know, uh, as I say this, you know, I'm paranoid and looking around all right and, oh, you know like if you boys if you boys want to talk about this just get out i need to speak to donna alone okay you know boss that's just fine get out. i'll be i'll be out the uh, door if and sean you're wrong about jack you know what do you mean you said he would have stayed somewhere off the grid but that's not jack but he has my father's tastes. After all, I mean, yes, Sean, uh, out. Yes, sir. All of you, Guy, Dirk, Amy, come with me. Let's go ask the receptionist if maybe he had a room here. Okay. Should we do uh, James and Donna first? Sure. All right. I'm going to take a seat on the bed. Donna, what were you thinking? What I'm thinking? What I was thinking? Yes, when you decided to take this offer. What else was there to do? Have someone else do it. It, it, it should have been me. It's always someone else. It's always somebody else. Well, don't worry. You'll be fine. I won't. Not without Jack. Not without you. Too little too late for that, I'm afraid. You should have at least told me. Told you how? You should have waited. No time to wait. can't just wait and you can't just keep playing games what gives you the how impression much was that ever I'm enough for you? Donna how much was ever enough I am putting what purpose was there for all of this did you not have enough already just more money just more just more and more 
and more and never to stop until we're all corpses. I was born into this life. This is all I ever knew. My father, my father's father. And Sometimes who says that I can't change takes a long now? time to blossom. How do the you think it feels to wake up as a different person? How does, are you seriously asking me that? Yes. Do I know how it feels? I had no idea that <laughs> I was an arms dealer until an hour ago or two hours ago. And now I'm just trying to make amends to my family. And I now I I can't even have that because my daughter has gone off to kill herself with some voodoo ritual. No. No. You always knew who you were. Don't pretend like you were anything different. I can change. I've seen your smile. Businessmen are a lot like actors in a way. Always playing a kind of part. I think the one thing you got wrong is the fact that you didn't think that I loved my children. Well, then you have a damn odd way of showing it. I'll see you tomorrow. Perhaps once I believed in such assumptions as tomorrow's. Not anymore. You're speaking nonsense. Just tomorrow is a guarantee. Nonsense I will see you is tomorrow. All there is in this world. You're speaking in tongues. We we will deal with whatever situation we have in front of us together. And I'll just set down the uh, the devil tarot card inverted in front of him and leave. Okay. I'll swipe it off the table. Jump downstairs. Um, guys, are, are you going to all go downstairs? Or you said you're going to... Uh, Sean, you said come with me. Where are you going? I, I did say that initially, but once we get out the room, I'm going to tell them to go downstairs, and I'm going to stay by the door of the room. Okay. I don't like staying far away from the boss. All right. So Dirk and Guy and Amy, down the stairs you go. Um, there's, of course, a night clerk. Um, he's sitting there. So the second he sees you coming down the stairs, he immediately stands up in case you come over to him. All right. So, which you obviously do. <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, can I help you? Um, he says in French. Amy, do you speak French? I speak a little, yes. Um, and I will... Uh, yes. Um, do you have a room for Jack Sterling? Who likes it for things? He says, uh, oui. Uh, 104. 104. Excellent. Um, Literally right next to you. Um, is it... May we have a key? Well, um, how are you 
I'm not supposed to give keys to people who don't aren't in the room. We're look, sweetheart. We're our, we're we're all out of bills here, so uh, well, you better give us the key. But oh, do you have French? Because because I do. Yeah, I speak French. Yeah. Um. Oh, all right, and. Uh, He's intimidating. Oh, you should roll an intimidation roll. I think you intimidate. That sounds like an intimidate to me. Like. And he doesn't. He doesn't <laughs> look like you know. They don't put the best employee in the middle of the night to watch the death. <laughs> oh, god damn it! I'll spend ten luck. Worth it. Pass. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll spend he, ten to pass. He sheepishly hands you the key. Okay. And I'll I'll slide like as they turn around I'll slide like five dollars across the the desk wow. to him five dollars yeah just as a I'm really sorry for my friends um he he looks at you with a very strange look in his face and uh, takes the money and gives you a little bow and uh, off you go. Uh, so you guys are heading back up the stairs. Um, Sean, you're standing there next to uh, James and Donna. Donna, are you going to go back to your room? We'll yes. say that when you open the door is just at the same time that they're coming back up the stairs and down the hall towards you. So you're all of a sudden, for a moment, all together. Could but while they were while uh, the boss and Donna were talking in the room, could I roll like a uh, listen to hear what they were saying? Sure. You probably don't need a listen. You're right there. You can. I, I, yeah. I probably. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. You can have a bonus roll if you don't need it. Uh, I just wanted to do it for the sake of it. We were, um, we were talking at a normal conversational volume. Despite a bonus tie, I still failed. Okay, you couldn't quite hear all the words. I was focusing on the lobby. I like it was just droning back there. I you was were trying very hard. Eye of like very hard not to guard. Keep an eye on the lobby. There could be a cultist coming out of any corner. Who cares what the boss says? He's the boss. Everything. Leave right. it to him. So up they come, and for a moment, with the door open, you guys are all there together again. Amy got the key to Jack's room. It's right there. I think uh, Donna. All this time, we just never. As I said, Sean, we're we're fucking idiots. Sorry, something for yourself. (laughs) You were saying, Dirk. Oh, I I was just gonna say I'm gonna give Donna some space, and I'm gonna kind of look at Guy like, let's not get involved with this. Shall we? Why not? Are you all going to go? James, you're upset. Are you going to? You just found out Jack's room's right next to you first. Yeah, I'm pretty upset. So I'm just going to pout in my room. Okay. I'll let the others go uh, and check out the room. And I'm I'm not going to go in the room to the boss because I feel like he needs a space, but I'm still going to stand by the door just, just because. Okay. So who's going to Jack's room? I will. So, so Dirk and Guy, Amy and Donna? 
Yeah. Okay. So you go to the room, the door unlocks. Kind of surprisingly, based on the way your rooms were, this room is very neat and very clean. Um, uh, The bed is made. Um, There is a suitcase uh, with clothing and toiletries uh, on the desk. Uh, There are a couple of nice linen suits that are hung up. Um, What do you want to do? Mm, This doesn't seem like our other rooms. Why? I'm going to go. Well, the O and I didn't toss it. They they didn't know Jack was here. So. True. I think I'm going to run my hands along the sleeves of the suits. Okay. Yeah. Um, It's the kind of thing he would wear, especially in a hot tropical area. Uh, Fine linen. Expensive suits. Risk of being indelicate. Maybe we should uh, sweep the place. Let let Donna. It's well, Donna. Um, do a power roll. Twenty five is a hard success. I could spend nine points and make that an extreme if necessary. It's okay. Hard thing. Hard success is good. So you're running your hand on the coat. And you suddenly think to yourself, I've been in this room before. It's it's a feeling of deja vu. It's a feeling like you're remembering a dream from four days ago. We've been in here before. I have, at least. We keep retracing our steps. Those dream selves now gone, we keep retracing their steps. Dirk, were you going to look around the room? Yeah, I'm, I'm searching the place. Who is uh, spot hidden? Hard. Okay. You also start to get a kind of a deja vu, like you've been in this room before. In fact, you walk over to uh, the bed and lift up the mattress and pull out a gun, which you knew was there. Um, you think also that there's another gun hidden under the lip of the table. Guy, do a power roll. You start to think, you're also having this, so so are you, Amy, you're having a little bit of deja vu. You're thinking to yourself, why is the room so neat and clean? And you think that maybe you guys put it in this way because you wanted to throw the O&I off. And you hid something in here. Besides guns? Yeah, well, you didn't hide the guns. That was Jack's precaution, you think. But there was something you found in this room that you've hidden 
so the O and I wouldn't find it. You're pretty sure it's still in here somewhere. Is there an air vent? Uh, there are not air vents. There is, however, a bathtub, and the front of the bathtub has a panel on it so that plumbers can get to the plumbing in the bathtub. It's screwed in. Dirk, do you have a screwdriver? Um, maybe I got one in my pack. I'm going to take my switchblade out and unscrew the screws. Okay. Do any of uh, the rest of you want to do anything? I think I'm going to put on one of Jack's coats. Okay. One of his nice linen coats. That's nice. Um, all right, Dirk. You start undoing it and... In fact, under when you when you've loosened the panel and pulled it away, there is a journal that's hidden underneath the bathtub. Um, fortunately, when you pick it up, it's all in code, <laughs> and it's all in handwriting. Um, you think that either Donna or James would probably know what Jack hides his stuff with. You know what I mean? Don't tell me. I'm going to have to start looking for ease here. I'm going to hand it to... If Donna looks sane, I'm going to hand it to her. Okay. Yeah, Sanity Donna, you... and the looks and the appearances they're with are subjective. But what Well, is maybe sane? I won't hand it to you. You know, you know I'd like... <laughs> A person looking sane, I feel like, you know, that description, do any of us look sane? <laughs> Donna knows for sure that uh, that Jack would have written it all in code. Um, you can do a luck roll to see if you know what the code is. Oh, nine. Okay, you do know what the code is. So it, it would take you a piece you of paper and a pencil. To me. You used to write to me in the code like this when we were kids. All right. Uh, give me a an intelligence roll, uh, and we'll just see how you do on that. That'll it'll determine how long it takes you to decipher. Ooh, a ten, rolling hot. Okay, That's yeah, takes you takes you five minutes to go through it and decipher it, and this is what it says: Friday, October third, nineteen thirty. Arrived this morning in Port-au-Prince. Mm -hmm and scored a room at the Hotel Olufsen, apparently the most famous hotel in Haiti, according to the folks on the ship that I talked to. They're staying at the Prince Hotel. Never good views. Oh, never. Good views, but cheaper. And apparently shoves in the, the range of the restaurant. Father's instructions are simple. Equipment is already flowing to, to our arrived forces on the ground here further profits can be made by selling to the to the Kano's rebels just need to be able to sell to move sell to more than one group this faction has been has been behind rebellions going back as far as 1918 they brought a lot of the population together uh, promoting cultural identity and the like they're passionate but ultimately farmers with guns they don't stand a chance against the military surely the dream of a Haiti run by Haitians will remain forever that, a dream. 
I checked with the warehouse this, e- this evening. The first shipment of weapons has arrived on time. Meeting tomorrow to arrange payment and collection. Telegram father to let him know everything is on track. Sunday 4th. Met with the liaison of the U.S. Embassy. Transfer went ahead as planned as they took collection on time. Told them I was going to spend a few days in town to see the sights. Father's contact, Senegal, is reputed to have contact with many other Kano cells across the country. Hmm? It's Kakos, the Kakos rebels. Kakos. Kakos cells across the country. If we can get him on our side, he may allow me to open negotiations with them directly. Being a tourist for a few days will help pass the time until he's ready to see me. Fingers crossed. Monday, October 6th. Second shipment arrived as planned. It's being held at the other import-export warehouse until I have made contact with Senegal. I wish you'd hurry up and arrange a meeting already. Wandered around a lot of the city today, past the Grand Cemetery. Grave robbery activity in progress. Seems like bones are powerful tools in voodoo. Makes me wonder what the price difference is between guns and femurs. Later went to the Iron Market. The stench, rotting fruit, raw meat, and more pickpockets than I could count. Nothing lost, though, apart from my sense of smell by the end. Tuesday, October 7th. Now I know why Senegal is being cautious. Theo and I keeping a close eye on me. Trying to be subtle, but there aren't but they aren't very good at it. Ward must have got to them about the second shipment, or suspicious or suspicious of one. They're wonder they're wondering as I'm hanging around to make another deal. Continue the tourist ruse. Visited Notre Dame Catholic Cathedral. Pretty impressive. Then the Palace National. Looks just like the White House. Trailed, th- trailed throughout. I wonder what will happen if I if I head out to the, the seedier parts of town, out to the southeast. I can handle myself, but they would surely realize then that they'd stick out like a sore thumb and drop the surveillance. I'll give it a try. The sooner I'm out of Haiti, the better. And that's it. No other entries. Price is doing business, I suppose. You've relayed this as you were doing it to everyone around you. So at this point, the only one that doesn't really know what that was in, was is James and the other one. James, uh, Sean hasn't come back for a while. Or did right. Sean stay there? I, I forget. I, I've i been standing outside his door. I mean, like, I mean, obviously the door is closed and he might think that, like, oh, where'd Sean go? But, like... Oh, James has been, like, weeping. So he's probably going to dry the tears off his face and step outside. As soon as you step outside that you see that I was clearly standing outside the door like, boss, boss, are you okay? Your your eyes are a bit red. I'll be okay. So where's the rest of them? Uh, They went into uh, what seems like uh, what I have been led to believe to be Jack's room. Right, then I'll hurry on over. So I need to be in the know. But I'm quite in this shadow, and you know, as we're going on saying, like, boss, I don't get me wrong, I was tempted to go to hear more about Jack, but I just, uh, you know, 
I couldn't stay far from you. You, you, you in the, the situation we're given in, you never know when some freak with a knife might pop out. This is why I trust you above all others, Sean. Thank I'm you. really glad that you say that, boss. I find that very affirming. And I'm so glad that you've given me the opportunity, even in our current situation, to uh, to serve you. Not for you, well, I'd still be a, an Irish goon on the, the streets of New York. Right. I'll straighten my suit out and step inside Jack's room. Find anything? And wearing Jack's coat, holding his notebook in his hand. I'll tap up my writing and say, I suppose Jack has been a good little errand boy. James, you can read it as if it were a second language to you, because you've worked it out with him. Yep. He's definitely my son. Actually, Senegal... doesn't know when enough is enough, and I'm going to get up and leave at this point. Do you think Senegal wouldn't meet with him at this place? Because this well, is I... this is such so high end and a, such so high profile. Uh, I have a degree of suspicion, but at the same time, that when we were talking at uh, the uh, import place, that you know they asked for a place of stay, and we didn't set a place in stone and that implies to me that the meeting will be somewhere around here with that in mind I, it's not something that we can be we, that we could rule out per se but i just i don't know there, there, there's uh there's something about this that makes the hairs on the back of my neck stand up i'm i just feel like we're still missing so many details jack's writing seemed to imply that he was going to try to visit the seedier parts of town and see if that changed anything. It's probably where he what, what 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 parts of town like Bel Air to the east? I think he wrote southeast. Maybe that's where but he found the stone. The hills, the hills of the star pools, aren't those to the east? Is it not entirely possible that we could make the assumption that uh, the supposed? Uh, Loading horror cultist would congregate more towards the eastern slums of Port-au-Prince because their uh, their their star pools would be more towards the east to begin with. This cult, they did this to my family. Yeah, and I mean, uh, it's going to be hell to pay. In Doctor Northeast writing, it implied that we had gone to him before and talked to him with evidence that we had seen that that Jack was taken by this cult and that we had already known in the past that he was going to be sacrificed. Like, I mean, these these cultists, you know, I mean, before this, you know, I I, I was never really a, a cultist per se. You know, there is always the uh, the Gaelic Druids and the like, and, you know, Stonehenge in England. But, you know, I never really, like, bought into that kind of bullshit. But with with the strange circumstances we've found ourselves in, you know, memories disappearing, Jack going into these foothills and the like, and the, 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 these very disturbing mentions of 
of star pools, chickens hanging on doors. I, I, I just can't help but feel that, like, I mean, this is blasphemous, but our, our, our experience over these last, this last day has led us to believe that the, the occult is real. I hate to admit this. I feel like I'm forsaking my heavenly soul, but I mean, do we have any other conclusion? Things are starting to seem to line up. I don't know by what provenance, but there's something to these beliefs. Say, I'm looking through my notes. What was the card that you found in the crate? That was the Ten of Wands. And it had this terrible figure that by the card scoped looked massive and had this red appendage above its head and multiple legs. And the second I saw it, my skin crawled and my spine shivered. Just, I'm just noting here that when you got your tarot reading, when they drew the card for your obstacle, it was the inverted Ten of Wands. And that's our obstacle, huh? Oh, Jesus Christ. If we ever, I mean, you know, I mean, we, it's not reliable to rely on a drawing on a card to determine scale, but based on that card, you know, and, you know, I'll produce it because it's, you know, presumed that either I, James, or Guy took it with us that, like, even if it's just you know a drawing if we took scale literally this thing must be must be massive if that's our obstacle like what are we to do what's your guys opinion on calling in the army on this i'm i'm not so sure i mean the, the shit we're getting involved with it, 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 it it's it's madness if we if we go into them and tell them about all this shit, are they going to believe us? I, I feel like, especially we, watching us, they think we're mentally unstable. They have good reason to. We're missing so many of our memories. All right. If we I, I would trust the rebels about, more. About tarot them. cards and, and, and voodoo, they're more than likely either going to just like deport us or lock us away, I feel like. like all right, I, so... Especially with the way they're following us, I feel like they don't trust us, and it's, I, I no, no so way. Let's talk to the rebels. Bad right? idea. Well, well, this is just what I was thinking. Okay, and again, I'm not the guys running this here, but you're a consultant. If a consultant's opinion is very valuable in this situation, everybody's opinion matters. Sorry if I'm speaking out of turn, boss. In my opinion, um, one thing we could potentially do is this. We could contact the rebels and uh, enlist them in our, to our assistance, right? Yeah. We could then contact the army, tell them that the rebels are going to be at wherever this location is, where the monster is. And at that point, you know, if there is like a huge cult sacrifice meeting that 
um, you know, summons a demon. The issue there is context. And it's just like a lot of what the theory you're presenting here relies entirely on how our meeting with Sebastian Senegal on what we believe to be November 1st, um, how that goes. Because, like, obviously, you know, I get the entire interpreta interpretation of more firepower equals a more likely chance of success, but if we... Uh, there, there, there's risk for backfire here in that, like, I'm not so confident, especially with their interest in following us with Medwin and the like, that uh, there's just something about that that rubs me the wrong way. Where we're lacking the information to be able to tip them off and uh, go down that line of questioning. And let well, let's say there's this that you know there's this cult there they're in the east and the like it's going to be really hard to convince the army to go and help us where he's with the rebels especially sebastian senegal is associated with them we'll talk and about this he in the morning knows about the, yeah you know it, it, it is getting late but i just got to say that i'm very skeptical of getting the actual army involved Right, I agree. I say we just uh, stick I just with the rebels. Like, I feel like that will end up being more of a problem than an actual advantage. You're preaching to the choir, Sean. I'm heading to bed. To you, boss. To you. We need to be ready. I will be heading to sleep as well, everybody. But just stay vigilant. We need our sleep. Um I'm going to go out onto my balcony and smoke a cigarette and dr not drink. <laughs> Be pensive. So, so James and Sean have gone to their room. Yep. Okay. Eric, you're out on the, uh, the balcony smoking. Um, what about the other three? Guy might join Dirk out there. You, you are all exhausted. Oh, yeah. I mean, the funny thing about this scenario is that this is nearing the end of the fourth episode. This is not, this has just been one day. It's been October 30th this entire time, right? So we've been so I think it's been so two much. days. Has it been two days? Yeah, because you had breakfast at one point. I'm going crazy. Never mind. All right, so um, eventually, when, go ahead. I was going to say, when Amy comes back into our room at some point, I'm just kind of sat, kind of like on the floor with my back up against the bed, kind of holding my hand like this. And I'll just ask Amy, do you have any gloves? I think my scales are showing. Um. Yes, I, I probably have some gloves for you. Thanks, yeah, Amy, thanks. Amy, do a spot hidden. Oh, yes, that's, um, that's a hard success. Yeah. As she's taking the gloves, you can see that the slice that she made to her fingers, uh, there is something like 
black and crusty. It almost looks like she's got dirt in the wound, but it's too dark for dirt. She puts yeah. the glove on. So, so I see you've cut yourself. Yeah, on the yeah. It gets him as a blame you. I um, I want you to know that I'll I'll be there with you through this for anything. Thank you, Amy. So eventually, you guys have to go to bed. You're just too too tired, too exhausted. You'll pick this all up in the morning. So you lay down. Uh, the all of these things rolling through your mind that you've you've seen and experienced, and and so forth. And suddenly, you are standing in the dark fully dressed, all together. There is sand under your feet, and there are two stone walls on either side of you, to the right and to the left, and a long hallway that's dirt floor going off into both directions, forward and back. And you look up and you don't see anything you can't tell if it's um a ceiling above your head or just empty blackness and you can smell something it smells like cooking and it also smells like something rotting you're all there but you're all obviously in the dark <laughs> I found myself in a dark labyrinth with the stench of death, but also of cooking fires. Oh no. The air was filled with the sounds of running water and distant voices. I don't like this. Why it? There is kind of a, like the sound of a distant river. Maybe the ocean. Water. The, 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 there's running water in the distance. So much noise in the silence. And I'm going to start heading towards the sound of water. Okay. Is everybody going with her? Yeah, I'm going to walk right by Donna's side. Like it's and considering it's Donna and the boss walking right side by side, I will walk slightly in front of them. I will encourage some of the PIs to join me. Now it's almost pitch black. What are you going to do? We don't have any source of light. Do we have any equipment on us? Like when I like reach to my uh, side, is my gun there, or is this just like? Yeah, you can feel your gun there. It feels like you're dressed the same way you were today. I'm not a smoker. Which means if so you're I... a smoker, you probably have matches and or a lighter. 
Yeah, we've got those. Not a great source of light. I'm not a smoker, so I don't have anything on my person. Well, guy, what do you think we should do? Well, I'm going to flick, flick my lighter on and be in the front. Okay. When you do that, you indeed find yourselves in a kind of a best you can guess, like what uh, Dirk just said, some sort of maze. Um, guy, do a uh, do a spot hidden. I will keep my gun drawn. Okay. That's a regular success. When you flick your lighter and the light comes on, um, you realize that your fingertips hurt. And when the light comes on, you realize that you've been cut. How did this happen? I don't think I ever touched the thing. Dirk looks at his hand and realizes that he's also been cut. No. In fact, when you all look at your hand, you realize you've been cut in the same way Donna's been cut. No. Donna, Donna, you you caught yourself. Did you, did you, the stone, was it? Was it what? Was it the sharp-edged stone? It's excruciating. It's just a slight prick. It feels like it gets to the very core of you. Why are we cut so sharp? Maybe we're all still dreaming or in a coma. Please, please be dreaming. Please wake up. I start doing Christian prayers. He's not listening. Oops. I don't care. I don't care. We. This is. This isn't natural. It's not right. Surely, surely God will save us. Folks, do you remember why the guy? Do you remember how that story ends that we read? Yes, he makes a terrible bargain. Made a bad deal. Why does he make a terrible bargain? He was coerced. Because he thought he could bargain at all. Because he remembered his cows and his wives, and he had no choice but to accept. Because he wished to preserve his material, his material wealth, his possessions, his life. And the tarot reading said we would have to give something up. Have to let it all go. We're so fucked. At this point, I'm just gonna. <laughs> You're I'm telling gonna try, me. I'm gonna try and just hold Donna's hand at this point. Okay. If she lets me. We'll hold hand roll, Donna. <laughs> I, I do not. <laughs> roll okay. hands. Match my hand away. You can all roll for sanity. Yeah, this is. Fucking terrifying. 95. 98. Um, I got a 19 under 51. Okay. If if you passed, just take one point. If you fail, do 1d4. Okay. Two points. Only one. Down to 50, Sam. 
We sorry, but can we take a short bathroom break? We're really sure. close to the end, aren't we? Yeah, or if we're close, that's fine. Uh, uh, we're, we're like tonight. Okay, yeah, that's fine. We're that's ten fine. minutes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, are you going to stand there? Are you going to continue walking? I'm I'm walking towards the the side of the water. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I assume if Donna's following, then the boss is following, which means that I'm following. So. There is a strange feeling as you're walking, um, a kind of a loss of concept of time. You're not sure how long you're walking. And as you walk, you occasionally come to a side uh, passage that goes off. Um, You said you were following the sound of the water. Uh, You're not sure how long you've been walking weeks, months, but eventually you can see a rectangle of, well, light, um, except that it's wrong. It's wrong light. And when you get to it, you realize that it's opening out onto a beach. And the beach is both lit and completely black. You look up into the sky, there's no stars, but up into the sky, there is a huge black disc with ghost fire playing around the edges of it, like a black sun in the sky. And it's hot. You can feel the heat from it. And somehow you're able to see the landscape, even though the light isn't what you would call light. And there are a number of huts, three of them. And from the doorways of these huts, light, the same kind of black light is shining out from them. And then you notice something moving in the distance and coming in your direction. And it looks like the thing that was on the death card. No. What do you guys do? Start walking. Recoil in fear? The lake. I mean, uh, do, do we even have any weaponry on us in this? Yeah, yeah we do. Yeah. Okay, I instinctively draw my firearm. I'm not going to immediately fire, but I will draw it and point it because, like, this is, this is fucking weird. Donna, the, the lake is odd because it is perfectly flat like a mirror, like a black mirror in the ground. No if I sound. It, is it cold? It's is it freezing cold, yeah, and it is does liquid. It, does it ripple when I touch it? It's almost like a deadened ripple, like it was made from a, a gel of some sort. If I get down close to it and smell it, is it water? Is it something else? can't identify it. You, all you if can I smell, just... you can smell is what smells like cooking meat and something rotting in the air. If yeah. I swish my hand through it, like you were moving your hand through Jello, and it reflects perfectly the black sun in the sky. Um, this thing is walking towards you, and you can see that. 
its head or face is this empty eye-socketed skull with uh, bare teeth. And there seems to be a kind of painful light that is coming from its eye sockets, especially the one in its forehead. The third eye. And you hear a voice. You think. You, you don't see it move, but a voice in your mind. And it says... It says in this sort of sound that sounds like ocean waves talking. Uh, Knowing thyself is the beginning of all wisdom. Alas, how terrible is wisdom when it brings no profit to the man that is wise. What do you guys do? I'm recoiling in horror. Why are you doing this? You yell that? Anybody else doing anything? Just continue to listen. As it continues to move towards you, it, it, it begins to laugh. And the laugh is terrifying, horrible. It says, what a work you are. What a thing you have become. What a thing you will become. No. No. And there's there's a flash of light from this third eye on its forehead. And you all suddenly wake up <clears throat> in your beds. And after a moment of, uh, you know, your mind sort of clearing from the, the nightmare, this flood of information starts moving into your mind and you can remember you can remember things i will tell it all together but each of you is remembering things you remember james sterling that you sent jack to haiti to facilitate the transfer of these guns to the military but you sent a second shipment of inferior guns, ones that you just wanted to get rid of. And you hoped that Jack would be able to make a deal with the Cacos rebels, specifically Senegal. Um, You felt that you're selling them inferior weapons. And certainly they are, as the journal said, farmers with guns. Uh, the military will surely win. The Americans will surely win. Sure, there might be some deaths, but you'll make buku bucks on the problem. You decided to, uh, uh, you sent him, and then you didn't hear from him. You, you, you got a message that he'd arrived, but you didn't hear it back from him. So you hired two detectives and decided that you and them would go to Haiti and find out what happened to your son. When Donna found out that Jack was missing, she insisted on coming with you. And you, you told her that you didn't have the time to watch over her. 
So she suggested that Amy come with her and they could watch after each other. So you agreed that you'd all come to Haiti. When you arrived, you had to be kind of discreet about being there. But you started trying to find what happened to Jack. And you, in fact, found out that he had been abducted and was taken up into the hills. You decided to disregard the advice of some of the people that you talked to, and you bribed some of the farmers to tell you where the star pools were. At which point, you and the others went up that hill to bring Jack back. And as you are remembering that, a veil drifts down over your memory once again, and you can't quite remember what happened after that. The next thing you remember is waking up in the hospital. And that's where we'll end it for tonight. Our players included Morgan Llewellyn, James Shaven, James, James, James. Our players included Morgan Llewellyn, uh, Sham Saban, Alex Sun, Max Meltzer, Julian Arba, and Dan DePolis, with yours truly as the keeper of the secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members, you can set up private games, and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.